Tonight, Daisy Ridley thinks about her career, George Takai still wants a series, and Gollum gets his own game. All that and more on this sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Multiverse Tonight, episode number 92, the sci-fi edition. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And uh, by the way, as I said, we're at episode 92. If you know, if you're an artist or musician and or, you know, good at editing and you'd like to make me a new show open, you know, using those words, by the way, uh... You're welcome to do so. I would love to have something new for episode 100. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. I might send you something really good for that. Now, uh, me personally, I've been playing some Dragon Quest on the Nintendo Switch. You know, just to have something different to play. I love Animal Crossing, don't get me wrong. But, you know, Animal Crossing is a bit more of a, a, of a hobby. You know. It's something you do, you know, every, you know, at least once a day, you run around, you collect your, you collect your, uh, things, you turn those in, you get, you know, you get, you, uh, see who this special guest is on the island that day, you talk to the people, stuff like that. But Dragon Quest is an actual game, and it's a game I'm quite familiar with. You know, I first called, I first played it back when I was a kid, when it was called Dragon Warrior. Back on the old Nintendo Entertainment System, and uh, this was uh, this was updated, and it was also on sale. So it's like, oh, I you know, I enjoy this game. You know, so I've been playing playing that. You know, you know. And of course, I still have to go online and get the 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 guides, so I know you know where I need to go and stuff like that. Because I hate just wandering around aimlessly. But uh, all in all, it's uh, been been pretty good these past couple of weeks, and I hope uh, you're you're feeling pretty good. Let's get on with some Star Wars news. In a new interview with Entertainment Weekly, actress Daisy Ridley claims that being in Star Wars may have hurt her career, but it's not all bad. She said, "Quote: It was so sad to finish Star Wars." When the film was released, I was like, oh my god, it was such a huge chapter, and weirdly, the past few months of not having much, obviously, now it's really nice to be working, but not having much at the time, I felt like I processed the last five years. To be forced to slow down, it was good mentally for me, because Star Wars was a big thing in my life. Weirdly, at the beginning of the year, nothing was coming through. I was like, ah, no one wants to employ me. There were actually loads of things I auditioned for at the beginning of the year and didn't get any of them. I had that moment of, oh my god, and then just thought, everything in its right time, unquote. Now, you see there, even though she thought that Star Wars 
might be what was slowing down her career, she had a positive. She has a positive mental attitude toward toward it, and uh, it's not exactly like she's hurting for money. You know, she has work on work on her board now, such as the adaptation of Chaos Walking with Tom Holland, and voice work in Asteroid Hunters and The Inventor. She's also been cast a star in the fantasy drama Colma and the World War II Colma and the World War II biopic A Woman of No Importance. Well, I look forward to seeing what she has in the future. But uh, while we're waiting for that, uh, we can always play on Batu thanks to The Sims 4. Electronic Arts and Maxis have announced their next expansion will be The Sims 4 Star Wars Journey to Batu. The expansion pack will allow players to explore Batu, inter- interact with Star Wars characters like Rey and the Resistance, or Kylo Ren and the First Order. Completing missions will also unlock new clothing, decoration options, and allow players to make their own droids and see the sights like Oga's Katina, Cantina and what would be the Smuggler's Run ride in the real world. The Sims executive producer and general manager, Lindsay Pearson, said in a press release, quote, with The Sims, we've always strived to create content that takes players' imaginations beyond their limits to tell fun and unique stories in the game. And with The Sims 4 Star Wars Journey to Batu, they'll be able to take their Sims on an adventure to the edge of the galaxy. We're such a big Star Wars fans and set out to create an authentic and immersive Star Wars experience for players that also embodies the self-expression and deep storytelling possibilities with The Sims. Unquote. Now the game will be out on September 8th on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One for retail of $19.99, which, frankly, I'm amazed at that surprising little low amount. Usually, you know, even their expansions seem to cost an arm and a leg. So the fact that they're putting that out there for just 20 bucks, well, that's not bad. Now, if it was down to, say, 10 bucks, might consider it. I just might. I've I've kind of, my my love hate relationship right now is I have more of a mm, relationship with The Sims. I like The Sims Four. I just think they they've parted it out too much. You know, trying to get you nickel and, nickel and diming you for every every little expansion. But say lovey. Now speaking at uh, GamesCon 2020, developer TT Games and publisher Warner Brothers Interactive revealed a first look at the gameplay for Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Now they also revealed that the game won't be out for till next year, spring 2021. It will be coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. The Mandalorian is head back to Disney Plus for season two on October 13th with Carl Weathers' Grief Karga back. Carl Withers tweeted about it with the simple message, Grief Karga is back. Hashtag be peace. And now, let's go on to Star Trek news. Hey, CBS Viacom, George Takai still wants to make a Sulu series. And in an interview with StarTrek.com, he responded to the question about if they should do a Star War- a Sulu series next with, quote, good idea. As a matter of fact, in Star Trek Sexy Undiscovered Country, Sulu got his own captaincy. The first scene is a shot of this huge, magnificent starship called the Excelsior. And then it zooms in on the bridge, and there's a brand new captain seated confidently at that center seat, elegantly sipping his cup of green tea, Captain Sulu. 
There's this huge explosion in the galaxy, and the sound waves come rippling over and turn the ship to turmoil. I shoot shields, and the drama begins. There's a nuclear explosion on the Klingon nuclear plant. At the, at the critical point when, when we're at the peak of drama and Kirk is about to be blown up by the Klingons, to the rescue comes Captain Sulu with his Excelsior. He says, target that explosion fire, and then blows the Klingons to smithereens, thus saving the life and career of Captain Kirk. At the end, as all classic Star Trek episodes end, on the bridge of the Enterprise, Captain Kirk looks at the view screen ahead of him in the giant image of Captain Sulu, and he stands up and says essentially, thank you for saving my ass. And Sulu looks down and says, good to see you in action one more time, Captain. And he roars off. Scotty and McCoy are looking at the big ship's Excelsior, and McCoy says, wow, it's a great ship. But Scotty chimes in, aye, but not so big of a captain, I think. That's a Captain Sulu movie, and it shouldn't have been subtitled The Undiscovered Country. It should be Captain Sulu to the rescue. It's the best of the Star Trek movies, unquote. Now, I think they could do a limited series with Sulu, say, looking back at his life as he approaches the end of it. And they could always bookend that with, you know, have, that have him record kind of the bookends to the episodes with a younger actor being, you know, playing a younger Sulu. You know, that could be interesting. You know, you could, you could have Sulu kind of just sitting back and going... I remember this one time when I was captain of the Excelsior. And it goes off, you know, when we see the Excelsior and the different actor playing a younger Sulu. And, you know, you could have the, his adventures and he could then, you know, end the episode. But that's a story for a different time. Thanks, Captain Sulu. Have I ever told you the one about? Well... With the pandemic, you know, CBS needs shows, and CBS All Access has shows to spare. The uh, Tiffany Network is set to air Season 1 of Star Trek Discovery beginning on September 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Season 3 of the show is set to debut on October 15th. Star Trek TV shows are coming to, are coming to the Starfleet Star Trek Fleet Command mobile game, Sopli and Viacom CBS Consumer Products announced on Monday that all the Trek shows will show up in the in the game. Before it was just the Kelvin Timeline movies. In Star Trek Fleet Command, players choose their crew, the missions they take on, and the alliances they form. Choices main game will impact how new storylines intersect as new content begins to roll out over the coming months. Well, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, actually. You know, dip my toe in in the water there. Now, while you're playing that game, why not toast to honor like the Klingons do? Wines That Rock has announced that its new next release of Star Trek-themed wines will include a 2018 Klingon blood wine Cabernet Sauvignon and a United Federation of Plants Special Reserve 2019 Sauvignon Blanc. Both wines, along with the Chateau Picard Cru Bourgeois, and Special Reserve United Federation Plants Old Vine Zinfandel will are available exclusively at StarTrekWines.com. Wines That Rock even teamed up with the Klingon Assault Group and the Klingon Language Institute to get everything from the design of the bottle, the language, and the wine as Klingon as possible. 
Each bottle will have one of four separate corks featuring Klingon proverbs. The wines are available for pre-order right now, and they'll be shipped out on September 17th, the Klingon Day of Honor. Kapla! Now, let's go on to Geek News. A new Lord of the Rings game is coming to the next-gen Xbox and PlayStation consoles, as well as the current version of the systems, and, and also the PC and Nintendo Switch. The Lord of the Rings Gollum will be focused on the adventures of Gollum and his life before the Fellowship of the Ring. According to Karsten Fitchman, CEO and co-founder of Didalic Entertainment, quote, the Lord of the Rings is one of the most epic and renowned stories of all time. It's an honor for us to have the opportunity to work on our own contribution to this universe. Now, uh, he said previously in Gollum, players will assume the role of the of one of the most iconic characters in Middle-earth. We tell Gollum's story from a perspective never seen before in any storytelling medium, all the while staying true to the legendary books of J.R.R. Tolkien. Unquote. The game is scheduled for release in 2021. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead prequel and anime series are in the works. This before even before the movie is even out. Netflix has greenlit the prequel and anime spin-off which will see Dave Bautista, Anna Della Ragara, Tignataro, Omari Hardwick, and Ella Purnell voice their characters from the movie. The movie, Army of the Dead, will see Batista's character lead a group of mercenaries who try to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted in a zombie-infested Las Vegas. The movie should come out sometime in 2021. Now, a little sad news to close out, close out the uh, podcast. Leslie Hamilton Freeze has passed away. Leslie is the identical twin sister of Terminator star Linda Hamilton. Freeze appeared in Terminator 2 Judgment Day as a stunt double for her sister, and the cyborg version of Sarah Connor. Now, no word has been released on why she passed away, but she's survived by her three children and her siblings, Laura, Linda, and Fred, and her stepbrother, Jeffrey Payne. She was 63 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news for this week. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to the Coffee, Patreon, and Glow.fm links, as well as go to, or, or you could just go to Multiverse Tonight and hit the Support Me link at the top of the page. And uh, be sure to check us out. We're at uh, multiversetonight.com and, and check out the Affiliate Marketplace links, the link to the Public store, the show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber... Be sure to share us with your friends, and if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us some feedback. Let, let me know how we're doing. You know, if I don't know what you think of what you think of the show, how how can I be expected to change? Yeah. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for wa watching or listening to the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just two days with the comic book edition and two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights. Reserve.